When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop Eye Podcast. It is the, I suppose, the reaction show to our first pre-season friendly Liverpool winning. Um, scored four goals in the end, which is surprising, considering how um, slow and not very good the game was to watch. But I suppose we're used to Liverpool being on top form in the last season. But Liverpool is getting back into the swing of things, hopefully, with this with this win to kick off the kick off the pre-season. Um, but yeah. I'm Mick and I'm joined by Matt Ramirez. Yeah, I said Matt Ramirez. He's back for his <laughs> six month six monthly appearance. So you'll see him today. And you'll see him again around what, January time. So how are you doing, lad? Where have you been? How's it how's it going? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been it's been too long. Can't remember what the last one was. I can't. No idea. But yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm all right. Busy, but uh busy better than bored. So, uh, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you said you've been smashing the gym. So, how's that going? Uh, yeah, I got I got tubby and uh, weight needed to get lost. So, uh, tired, long, long, long days waking up at five thirty to go to the gym at six. But hey ho, uh, not tubby anymore. <laughs> there you go then. Uh, sorted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, Liverpool have won uh, by four goals to two. Bit of a mad game, obviously. Preseason friendlies, friendlies in general. Any team, any any time, particularly at the start of your preseason um, schedule, that they were near the end of theirs. I think that was their sixth friendly, so you could see they had a bit more, um, yeah, energy and, and and bite about them. Albeit they were pretty much camped in their own half and counter attacking and counter attacking very well. Uh, but yeah, the lineups were. Changed as as expected, like one eleven, and then basically another eleven with uh, Kumas coming on the end for for Scanlon. But yeah, what were your what were your thoughts on the on the first half? I suppose generally with with, with Nunes getting a goal and 
Stindle scoring an absolute, probably one of the best screamers in a friendly you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was it was all right. It was pretty pretty easy, um, I'd say, all things considered. Um, it was interesting seeing Trent in the midfield. But I'm mm. not sure if that's got anything to do with the topic that we'll talk about later or if it's just because kind of Bradley's had a great season and they wanted to get him into the squad. But um, it was good seeing Sobosley. Didn't really do much out of the ordinary, but it's good seeing him. Good seeing Diaz with the with the seven. It's weird because I, I still expect it to be Milner, and then he he bursts away with pace, and it's very clearly not Milner. <laughs> but yeah, good to see Darwin scoring as well. So uh, all good until that uh, that best goal I've ever seen in, in a preseason match. <laughs> yeah, I think with the Nunes one, I think he's <clears throat> someone put up a screenshot of like. When he's through the like the initial phase of it, and he probably should shoot, and he's being unselfish, tries to play Saladin, but he gets a bit of luck, comes back to him, he still finishes it. I think he's still, as we expected, and as we saw last week, uh, last week, last season, he's still rough around the edges a little bit. But hopefully, with we've got like what twenty five days until we play Chelsea, yeah. and I don't, I don't imagine. I suppose in my mind, anyway, if I'm picking this, if Chelsea's tomorrow. I'm still picking Gakpo as the as the main nine. What about you? Yeah, probably. Um, I, I I don't know. I I really like Darwin and, and the unpredictability that he brings. Um, but yeah, I agree with the whole rough around the edges thing. I mean, I was watching the match and I got a notification about the goal before I saw it happen. Um, and then when Darwin got put through, I was like, okay, well he's going to slot it, but on corner. Mm. And then obviously bad pass, then gets it back, fortunately, and goes in. But, um, yeah, I think we saw Gakpo really uh, take to to the Firmino role, um, as it would forever be called, uh, quite well last season. Um, and I think given given how he ended and and given the, the I'd say, lack of impact that Nunez had, Gakpo would probably start um, if Chelsea was tomorrow, like you say. Yeah, I think Gakpo has exceeded any expectations, I think, especially had he had a couple of, I suppose, nervy first couple of games where he was getting asked to play in that nine position. And I suppose we all expect him to play on the left, but he's done so well. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Nunes gets the goal. They go and score a, a screamer, basically, off the training ground. Not just one of them where you're like, just hit it and barring in. Like, Keller had absolutely no chance. Um, but I mean, like you said, not that much happened really. Like you said, Trent was in the six. He was trying to get on the ball, dictate and play. There was a couple of nice little interchange and one-twos with him and Zobosly. Trent was trying to find Salah with every long ball over the top. Yeah. He had a joy with that. We could have had Van Dyke's header goes in. It's not a foul, is it? It's not a, yeah, it's not a foul. It looks like it looks like Canate's probably done something, but it's still it's still not a foul. Um, but yeah, it's preseason friendly. The refs obviously don't give a shit. So... Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, we get to the half time, um, and then yeah, the changes get basically the whole team gets changed. Um, we see we see Jaros, we see McAllister, Gomez, Matip, Kwanzaa, Simicas, McConnell, Scanlon, Doak, Gakpo, and Jota all come on, which a very I suppose considering what the first half was that that's a it was a very strong start eleven. This one. With the likes of Quan said, with the likes of Yaros and McConnell, Scanlon, um, quite a few youth players in there. Um, yeah. But for me, 
Stoke is just I just think he's a he's just a he's a he's a genius in the in the in the making, hopefully. Like that's that's how highly I'm hoping he's gonna um how high he's gonna reach in terms of the, the levels that obviously he's at a he's at a good level now, but I think with the with the games we're gonna be playing this season, like domestic cups, Europa League I think it's a, it's probably easier to keep hold of him rather than I think if we were in, if we were in a Champions League I think he goes out on loan but I think because we've got yeah. Europa League I think we keep him and he's a he's a great player to have isn't he especially if he can maybe learn that left of a three as well so he's got a bit, bit more versatility. Yeah, he, for me he was definitely the highlight of the of the match aside from the win. He just looked dangerous every time he got on the ball. He was he's very direct looking at looking at the attack, looking to get it behind, tricky on the ball. Love the dribble, um, yeah. He was he was he was a constant threat. Um, it was good seeing McAllister as well. Not that, apart from the assist, he just went about his his business. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, but we were playing a four three three both first and second half, weren't we? So do you think that that gives anything away as to as to how we're going to line up going into the season? I don't know because, like I said, Trent was in the six. It looked like it did look like Bradley was coming inside first half to join him as like a basically doing what Trent did last year. But it was like you said, I think it was just to get Bradley in the team and just throw him as a right back and then be a bit inverted inside as a double six with Trent. I still think we'll see a mixture of both. I, I think it depends on, obviously we're going to get on more people leaving and people coming in. And I think that'll obviously shape what we're going to do. But I think we still need to be fluid. The new system that we've kind of created the end of last season was great because we needed it because we were just 4-3-3 had served its purpose and for the players we had we were getting absolutely battered every week we needed to change it and the, the change happened and it was for the better so it's another it's another tool we can use with the players that we've got like Trent going in there and being what Trent is always is as, as a constant threat so I think it, it's hopefully going to be whoever we play I think Depends on which team we play. Where we might go four two four, throw Gakpo and the whole four lads up there. You never know. Um, but yeah, second half they go t- they go two one up. Um, and another another decent finish gets through. I think the right back and just Jung and just absolutely wellies it. But top corner Yaros has no chance. And then you stare down a barrel going fuck's sake. Like these have just they've been all right, but we've had most of the ball, but we've not done probably enough with it to to warrant the win. And I know wins. Doesn't really matter in preseason, but it is always nice to to start yeah. off the preseason with wins. Any any preseason game you want to win it, um, but yeah, it takes nearly twenty minutes. We're, we're getting getting on to 60, 69th, 70th minute. Gakpo pops up with a goal and gets us back in it. Lovely little, I love the little knockdown by Jota as well. The little knockdown and Gakpo presence of mind, one touch and then doesn't even look, just spins in top corner, um, top of the goal. He's another one, like I said, that it's in between him and Darwin and Jota. If you, you want to start as the nine, I just think Gakpo, like all the technical abilities and the pace and and the the stuff that he was showing in the last season, I just think he's we're very lucky to have him and for the price we got him as well. Yeah, I think I think obviously very very sad for me, but I think um, he's probably the reason that Firmino chose to leave. Because obviously before he signed, there was all this talk about Firmino looking to extend his contract. And Gakpo came in, clearly hit the ground running, adapted to the, the position really well. And and it's it's like a young Firmino, just bigger and quicker. Um, he's got a lot to live up to, um, especially 
especially for my eyes. But um, look, he's done. He's done really, really well. And um, funnily enough, I think this this is potentially, and I don't give preseason friendlies that much of a that much importance, but potentially a, a perfect game for Liverpool because went behind and they sat back most of the game. So against teams that we're going to come up against in, in the Europa League and a lot of Premier League teams, that's going to be the case. They're going to sit back and they're going to try to hit us on the counter. And the fact that we managed to eventually break them down um, with so many different weapons is, is definitely a positive looking into the season because the three strikers you mentioned there, Gakpo, Jota uh, and Nunez, are, are all different. They all bring different skill sets to the table. Um, so I think, I think we're well equipped in the attacking department at least. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna interject, but I'll let you finish. Um, basically, what what you were trying to say about Gakpo is you love him, you love everything that he does. He's great, but you also hate him because he was the beginning of the end for your man crush slash idol, Bobby Firmino. Basically, <sighs> so much. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Saudi League just for Firmino. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah. People don't probably realise that listening how just how much you love Bobby Firmino. Any time he scored last season, I I knew that a text was incoming from you, just going Bobby. Um, but yeah, at least he went out on a high lad. It's not the same we can say for other people that we will <laughs> get onto shortly. Uh, yeah, but we go two two, and then you're like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Jota then. Probably should get a pen. It looks like yeah. he goes through and gets absolutely wiped. The referee's like, what the fuck's he doing? Like, similar with the Van Dyke goal, doesn't give it. And you, then you're like, well, 2 2 is a fair result. But then he, he just he has a bit of a obviously extra fire in his belly and goes and scores twice in, in two minutes and get, <laughs> gets us over the line with a 4 2 win. But I think that's just typical of Jota. I think he can he can be in and out of games quite easily and go and go missing a, a bit sometimes as well if if he's not if he's not um given the right service and stuff or he's we're not going down the side that he's on maybe but you can always rely on him for a goal i think in terms of a pure goal scorer he's yeah. always someone you can rely on i think that's why he's he's very vital to i think I for our charge next season yeah it, it's it's difficult with jota for me he's um I think he's at the bottom of the pecking order when it comes to the, the, the three strikers we have. I think Nunez is just chaos um, in the form of a of this wild uh, young guy who's just rapid and strong and and raw. Um, and you can you can you can sort of tell when when he's been on a pitch and they take him off because centre backs can relax because they're not looking over over their shoulder. With Gakpo, you've got the the drop in and the link up play and the strength and the speed anyway. And then with Jota, weirdly enough, if he's not scoring, he's not really offering much to the team. Uh, but as long as as long as we can keep him scoring and he can stay injury free, he's he's that threat because he always seems to to have that that Luis Suarez luck sort of thing of take a bobble and hit it. However, and it'll go into the back of the net. Um, so for me, he's very much a a form player but if he's on form he's definitely one that you, that you want in your team yeah definitely I mean I've always likened him I think yes he's got a bit of Suarez in him I think he's got a bit of Robbie Fowler as well where he just knows like it, however he hits it it's going to go into the bottom corner or the top corner but it never really looks that 
clean or whatever the way he does it. I mean, sometimes he does, but I think there's times where he just does it and it bobbles in. You go, well, he scored. I think his first goal against Arsenal was pretty much that, where he volleys it and it bobbles like 12 times and then goes bottom corner. Um, but yeah, Liverpool one four two. I haven't even tried to pronounce their name. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna call them KSC. I've tried to pronounce the name. People Carl. are saying Carl's Ruer, which it isn't. I think it's. I think it's more Carl Carl Rouge, but I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to butcher it. Rouge. I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm just mixing that and Moulin Rouge. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's. Yeah, a nice start to pre-season, but during the. Well, I mean, pretty much. Well, before the match, we knew that Jordan Henderson wasn't going to be involved. He went to... Fabinho didn't travel, so we knew he was leaving. Hendo did travel, but then Joycey dropped a bombshell that he's not going to be involved in the in the squad. And we were like, yeah, fair enough. We probably can see it coming. And then, yeah, since then, it looks like a 12 million um, transfer, which I suppose it's better than what we were... what they were hoping for, because they were hoping for... Zero. I don't know if they know how footy works. Like he's got, he's still got years on his contract. You can't just come in and go, yeah. Can we have your player for free, please? Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. Um, but yeah, what are your, what are your initial reactions to the the Henderson stuff? Um, it's tough. It's it's. I know the opinion's pretty been split on Henderson for a while. I don't understand it. I haven't understood it because. Uh, He's Liverpool's one most successful captain, in, at least in the Premier League era. Um, I think he started his Liverpool career um, with a lot of haters on his back. Then he sort of earned the respect of everyone. And now, for some reason, he's he's getting a lot of hate on his back again. Um, I think I was OK with Fabinho leaving and Henderson staying. Henderson leaving concerns me a little bit, just because we've we've had this sort of max exodus in midfield and we've signed these two young up and coming talents. And now all of a sudden there's the experience and in their prime Henderson, obviously waning experience, leaving the club captain, leaving. Um, but clubs always, always, always said if a player wants to go, then, uh, then I let them go. Um, but in terms of the backlash he's getting, I, I think it's a little bit unfair as well. At the end of the day, football is a job. And if they're going to go and triple his wages, then I can understand why why he he'd like to to move on, especially if his playing time is going to get cut and all that. But for me, I I'd, I'd rather he stay than, than leave. And in terms of the transfer fee, I think Liverpool's captain should should command more than twelve million. But if that's all you're going to get, then it's better than losing him on a free. Yeah, I think the 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 stuff people are, I suppose, more concerned by or find it hard to accept and it's been said loads on social media and whatever else like the fact like he's got where where he's going and like the like the way they live um doesn't align to what he's like been a part of in the past yeah. like that whole lgbt stuff the rainbow laces and whatever else and i think like i've seen like some journalists posting about it and you can you can see i try and remain like neutral in it. I mean as hard as it is when you, you, you think your captain's gonna still be here after so long at the club and I just feel like he's for me anyway, in my opinion, he's going it's going out with a little bit of a whimper a little bit because like last like end of last season you saw Bobby go and on the rest of them they all got big send off. I was there at Anfield against Villa and it was amazing. Like everyone got a good send off. It was something that I mean 
footy's about timing as well, especially Gerard going there. So I suppose that can't be helped in that. Gerard had to go there first for him to be interested in getting yeah. acquiring Hendo. So I understand that, but I just feel like the whole thing just seems a bit mad. I mean, it would have been it would have been a weird atmosphere. I think even like just watching the game tonight if Henderson was playing, I think because it would have been like yeah. everyone everyone's been watching like his uh, body language and like the training videos and seeing what is if, if he's smiling in training, any pictures of him not smiling, and they're like, oh yeah, look, Hendo is pissed off or whatever. Yeah, it just doesn't just doesn't feel right or just doesn't feel good to me. I think I think I said this the other day, like, if it was any other team, like, say he was going to, I don't know, a, a random Spanish team and they were going, can we have Hendo for 12 mil? You'd be like, yeah, all right then, we'll we'll get rid of you. 33, playtime's going to be limited. He's not happy with that, so you, you shake his hand and say thanks for the memories and thanks for being one of the best Liverpool captains ever and you, you part ways in a gentlemanly way. And I just feel like this is not the way anyone really envisioned it, it going, I think. I think that's the thing people can't really get their head around. I, I tweeted before saying, I'm going to be baffled by this. I'm baffled now still, and I'm going to be baffled probably forever the way this has gone, because I don't think anyone could have seen the way that this has gone, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, from a financial point of view, I completely understand why he wants to go. Um, in terms of the, the backlash he's getting, in terms of what he's represented um, off the pitch and and obviously where he's going, I, I don't don't want to comment too much on that because there's obviously there's, there's culture differences and all that, and no one really gives a fuck about my opinion um, in that, that, that in that sense. But uh, yeah, it is is it's definitely him. Uh, if we knew at the end of the season that he was off, uh, then you can only imagine the send off he would have got at Anfield. Whereas now it's yeah going out. On a whimper, I've heard people say that he's tarnished his legacy. Uh, I think that's harsh. Um, it, it's it's a tough one because he's he's lifted trophies that that Steven Gerrard couldn't lift, unfortunately. Um, he's been through with Liverpool since uh, was it Dalglish that brought him in, and we were down in eighth. Lifted a Carabao Cup was his first trophy with Suarez and. And then he was with us all, the whole way through. We've seen him grow as a player, grow as a captain. He's been vitally important. Um, it's going to be weird knowing that Liverpool need a new captain. Um, and I, I agree. I don't. I don't like the way that that it's happened. But I think he he deserved to go out in a better way. Uh, everything he's accomplished, everything he stood mm. for. I don't think that many people would have thought this is the way that Henderson says goodbye to Liverpool. Yeah, I just I'm just like I'm baffled. I mean it might eventually be like yeah, whatever, like at some point. I just I just what I think everyone just wants, especially Liverpool, because any other team just change the captain all the time. Like and they get transferred and you get new captains and they've got a new captain every week and you're like, that's normal there, but for us like a captain's like it's a bit of like a sacred thing like someone gets it and then they've got it for a long time generally over recent eras anyway and you kind of you get attached to them so like Liverpool have had obviously Milner left as well and obviously Ox and Cater and loads like loads of midfield so him along with Fabinho going so we get 12 mil for Hendo we get 40 for Fabinho there's 52 I think if we get I think 8 million it looks like we might be getting for Naf Phillips so there's around 
60 million ish you're gonna get for for three players um I just think it's mad like you're getting four mil more for your captain than you are for Nat Phillips yeah. who's barely played um to, to some I think some of the backlash that he's getting about the fact that people are giving him another stick because he he's asked to leave now that I don't I don't understand because um he's been told he's not going to get much playing time and Aside from the fact that he's under contract, it's sort of the same situation that we had with Firmino. Um, only thing is that there was a contract on the table for Bobby to sign. He chose not to sign it because he was going to get limited minutes. And he's off to Saudi Arabia and he got a hero send-off. Um, and I still love him and, and Liverpool fans still love him. And the, the, a lot of the love that he was getting when, when he signed for Al-Hilal or Al-Ali, whichever one they are, um, a lot of Liverpool, a lot of the comments were from Liverpool fans just wishing him well. And it's sort of the same thing now has happened, but with Hendo, and the, the, the reaction is just completely different. Um, which, which I, yeah, which I think is, is a little bit unfair just because he wants to leave Liverpool, that, that people have reacted that way. He's, at least from, from what we can see, he's, he's, his attitude's been great. He hasn't come out publicly and said anything. Um, He's just said he wanted to go, and if Liverpool can get the deal done, and it doesn't affect or hinder the club in, in in any way, as long as the replacement comes in, then then I don't think his his legacy should be be tarnished, or he should be looked down upon any any more than than, than he currently is, which is a bit harsh. I can't, I can't. I, baffling is the word, but harsh um, is also a word that springs to mind for me in terms of of, of the reception and. And the reaction that, that we're seeing, I'm not yeah. sure. I, I just think it's like an English like leader, a captain, yeah, yeah, and the stuff that he's publicly been supportive of. I think that's that's the that's the the, the tipping point. Yeah, that's a tipping point for people. Like he's been part of that, and then yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll come to grips with it at some point because it it is it does look like he's gonna leave. I mean. A couple of journalists came out after it said a, a fee's been agreed, like saying, I think it was Dom King saying that it's nowhere near complete yet. Um, apparently, Klopp made like a last-ditch uh, bid to try and keep him, and that didn't work. He wanted a new challenge, apparently, he said. So, yeah, it's one of them. Like, it's... With, like you said before, like we've got we've got Sobers Lyon, McAllister, young, younger lads that we were looking to blood into this midfield alongside of Fabinho, alongside of Henderson to let them be guided by them. And now it's kind of 25 days till Chelsea, which, I mean, 25 is a, a, a big-ish number for us to get ready for it in terms of days, but that'll fly by and we need to be very, very proactive, which leads me on to... Who are we going to sign? We've got, we'll probably do another little five minutes on this. I mean, I've done a couple of shows recently with like Evan and stuff and looked at like statistical stuff, the likes of like Ducore and um, Kamara, like lo- loads of Lavia, lo- loads of quality players, um, some with Premier League experience as well, which it looks like Liverpool do want to get. But I think we were. I think with the Henderson stuff, it looked like it was maybe fading away a little bit and Fabinho was coming to the front. But now that they're both going, Liverpool need to be, well, they need to react yeah. instantly. I've saw like a tweet be- just before saying, 
Crystal Palace are going to be demanding yeah. like seventy million for Decore. Yeah. Um, just crazy stuff. But who who are you who are you thinking would be best place to come into? Because we, we need we need to, we need at least two to to fill the void of those two going. Yeah, um, I wanted I wanted Lavier in, but I wanted Lavier in under the under the notion that he'd be a backup to Fabinho, um, and he'd he'd have a chance to to sort of learn and, and grow outside of the lineup of being a starting number six for Liverpool. And as as good as he is and as much potential as he's got, um, I don't want Lavier in the starting eleven against Chelsea. Um, I think Liverpool would make a. a, a be a big mistake on Liverpool's part if that were to happen. No, I don't mean any disrespect on on, on Lavia. He's he's going to be a beast. He is a beast, and he's got a lot of potential. But he's not Fabinho. Even if Fabinho had a a dip in form last year, still think he played at a level that was higher than Lavia's. And we're just disappointed because it's not the Fabinho we expect. Uh, but because his interest in Lavia, I expect that to to happen. Um, I'd be disappointed if we didn't go and and and, and grab Turam. There was a lot of interest in Turam, clearly, um, and now that, that we clearly have money to spend, I think that's that's a player that that fits the the profile of Fabinho. Big, he's a good holding player. He's got a lot of presence. He's strong. He's quick. So um, it, it would be interesting to see him partnered up in the midfield with Trent Soboslay, Thiago. People seem to have forgotten that Thiago exists. Um, but again, it, it's complicated because we don't know the system that we're going to play. If we're playing 4-3-3, then we're looking for a holding midfielder and a number eight. If we're playing the, the box, then we're looking for just holding midfielders. So it, Liverpool's job is a little bit complicated here. Um, and I hope that they don't just go and sign a stopgap because that's just going to, that's just a temporary fix. Um and it's not in Liverpool's. It's not in 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 the recent transfer history of Liverpool to go and sign a stopgap, but we definitely need to sign some someone because Klopp's of well, Klopp's history shows us that if he can't get the player he wants, we don't get anyone. But we need to get the player that Klopp wants because we can't go into the into the season missing the, the captain and the starting number six from the last four years. We need we need those players replaced. Yeah, I think it it is it's dependent on. I mean, I think Liverpool will try and or will do the the hybrid role for most of next season. So I think it is a like Thiago. Yeah, Thiago still does exist, so we will be playing. Um, I would love to see a, a double pivot of Thiago and um, Trent because I think always Thiago's defensive capabilities are always. Undervalued, I think, in terms of what he can provide. So I still think he can do a job in there. I don't think you can rely on him long term to play three, four games in a row because you're just asking asking for trouble, basically, like we saw last year where we had no one else and he was playing himself into the ground and eventually got injured. So yeah, I think we need I think we need one. Well, we need <laughs> we need to replace Fabinho. Like he was gonna, if, like I said before, with Nunes, he was gonna start against Chelsea. Fabinho would have been in my eleven to start against yeah. Chelsea alongside Trent, as like we like we saw at the la- end of last season. So we get Fabinho. a Lavia then. What's that? I'm not Fabinho Henderson. We've just lost both. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have probably put Hendo. I think I would have probably picked Thiago ahead of Hendo as a as a six. 
I think if you're playing the four three three, obviously Hendo would play on the right. But yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of questions, and obviously people on social media are getting very nervous because we seem to be going the right direction. We're getting players in, and no one could have predicted like to lose your captain and vice captain in the same season before the season even begins. I think that's like basically unheard of, and obviously Clock weren't ready for that, but. We can't just sit there and cry about it. We need to go no, and. and be- I'm, 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 I think I think Lavia will get done because there's been so much made on it, and I, like I said, I'd love Turam to get done, but a little part of me thinks that the fact that those links are so public is so anti what Liverpool have been the last few years in the transfer market. Look at Sobislai signing, for example. That wasn't anywhere. Those weren't even rumours. And then one day to the next, oh, they're in talks, release close trick, it's almost like sliding sign. And it was like, well, what, what's just happened? Same as Fabinho. Um, we don't play out our transfers um, in public. So a little part of me still also believes that we're going to sign, end up signing someone that there's no links to. And they're just going to, one day to the next, all of a sudden, poof, Liverpool have signed Joshua Kimmich or... Or Leon Goretzka or something like that. I'd love Joshua <laughs> Kimmich. Um, but um, we need a big name. If we're going to lose our captain and Fabinho, we, we need the guy to come in. I don't think that we can... We, I don't think we can sign a prospect and hope it works out. Unless they're convinced that the prospect is going to work out, I think we need the finished article to walk through the door. Um, if not, I think we're in for another rough one. Yeah, I just feel like Henderson end of the last couple of years has been waning very much. Like the, his game was energy, and he lost his energy. He lost his engine. So he was coming. He was coming on to into games and not really providing that much, really, apart from trying to get the players up for it. If we were inevitably losing a game, which we were beginning of um, or the middle of of last season, um, but yeah, Fabinho was. Was pretty horrific as well, but picked it up because that. But that was because he had less space. I think that, and that comes back to what we were saying about the the hybrid role. Whoever yeah. comes in is going to have half the field to to look after, rather than basically what Fabinho was doing in the four three three. We had like fifty yards of square space to, to to look after, and didn't have the legs or the speed to do it towards the end. So, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's there's some players like we've been basically priced out of like Caicedo I think he's like it's just crazy money like 70 between 70 and 90 mil but it looks like he wants Chelsea Lavia hopefully Southampton apparently 150 but hopefully we can get that down a little bit um I think Ducore people were saying 35 mil early, early today but now they're saying that Palace wants 70 which is just like because they know we're in for him it's it, I mean it's just that's the thing. Everyone knows who got cash now. It's the same issue that West Ham have. They've sold rice. They've got an extra hundred mil in their pocket. Yeah. And whoever they go for, the price is going to go straight up. I think they'll have to do. They'll, for me, they'll have to do what they did with Sobosley. They'll have to find someone that has a release clause mm. and trigger it. If not, they're going to get absolutely rinsed. Uh, I've seen <laughs> links today with uh, with Sofian Amrabat, who's for me he's good, but he'd be a stopgap because he's not. He's not young enough to be a prospect. I think he's probably in his peak. I think, was he 26, 25, 26, something like that? 26, yeah. 
he's a destroyer, but do Liverpool need a destroyer or do they need that hybrid ability that Fabinho gave you? It's the <laughs> Yoga, Sh- is it Schmatka? Yeah, Schmatka has mm. got, <laughs> got a job on his hands. Yes, and I, I actually, since we've been linked with Decor, I had a little look on, you know, YouTube clips and whatever. They make anyone look amazing, but yeah. he he looks like Decor. looks like a destroyer, like a, a Mascherano type. Look, yeah. Looked like quite like Fabinho. To be fair, when Fabinho first came in, so I don't think you need your other player to be. I mean, if he's great on the ball, amazing. If he's like, if he can do both, then yeah, you've got a genius on your hands, but. I think if you've got someone just to destroy play and pass the trend, just sh- just put out fires. I think you can, I think you can do that, but not for. I think I think seventy millions getting like ridiculous unless Liverpool can do so or not. Like you said, Schmacker can f- do some wizardry and get it like an instalment or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gl- I've said this before. I'm glad I'm not in charge of picking, but the list that got like released was like. Gravenberg and whatever else. There's a load of like players like Amrabat, and you're like looking at it and you're going, it looks quite underwhelming that, like for what Liverpool are trying to achieve. But again, they've re- they've told the press that that's the list that they're the players were entered into. They've gave that little bit of nugget of information, but that's not how Liverpool operate. Generally, it's going to be someone that they haven't leaked to them that we will be interested in. So. Like a Sobersly, like a like a Fabinho players that are just going to come out of left field that can surprise us and be a little bit of a gem. That's hopefully what Liverpool are going to do because, like I said, twenty five days, but that's going to fly by in a second, and we're going to be going to Stamford Bridge, and we need to have a proper eleven ready to go. Um, hopefully, this preseason as well can McAllister and Sobersly can get properly integrated and start to really show the how good they are because it's it is exciting to see them as well. Uh, yeah, let's leave it there, lad. That was that was good. First preseason uh, game done. Hendo chat and all that random, just fucking craziness. I, I, I didn't think it was going to get any crazier after last week with like Fabinho and Hendo getting linked to the moves, and then all of a sudden the every day it just seems to be changing by the hour. Um, but yeah, thanks for jumping on, lad. It's nice to it's nice to see you again. Nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> Likewise, yeah, it's been too long. Let's let's not wait. Not yeah. Let's not make it six months next time. No, and you need to come over for a match as well. I think you did come over once, but I didn't get to didn't get to meet up. So yeah, yeah. I do. It's been too long since I've been to Anfield. Yeah, definitely. Come over and we'll have a pint. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, nice one, lad, for jumping on. Nice one, everyone, for listening, as always. And yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast. Podcast Network.